0: Very quickly, if any of you have really profane, unrepentant senses of humor, please check out the Society of Sick Fox at www.societyofsickfox.org, which just launched on August 1st, 2022. If that's not your thing, please don't visit www.societyofsickfox.org but still have a great day anyway. Thank you. Misadventures in small business share stories that will involve someone doing something stupid or embarrassing. Misadventures in small business number 24, side gig as a cum buster. Many people have some kind of part-time job to make extra money these days. Before the days of the interweb and phone apps, you had to actually know someone who needed something done. It's not like anyone could just drive for Uber or line up handyman gigs with complete strangers. The apps didn't exist. So in 1992, I was offered a cash gig by a benefactor. Younger listeners may not understand how much work used to go into masturbation. Prior to the internet and smartphones, guys would build up collections of porn magazines, either over-the-counter mags like Playboy, Penthouse, or Hustler, or hardcore ones from a porn store, a.k.a. Dirty Bookstore. For various reasons, some guys preferred beating off away from home. Not sure all the reasons, but can guess a few. Maybe the guy didn't want evidence at home that he liked to stroke it to a couple of guys butt-plugging each other. Maybe he still lived at home and his mother might call her Bible study friends to do an exorcism intervention if she found a three-foot stack of Spank Bank publications or 40 to 50 VHS tapes in his room, whatever. The dirty bookstores had video booths. They worked with either quarters or tokens that could be purchased at the front counter. Most places preferred tokens since too many quarters would be tempting for some junkie to pry open the machine for some easy cash. These video booths usually had locking doors and a small bench seat. The booths played continuous movies with maybe 12 channels covering an assortment of taste. The first 9 or 10 would cover various forms of straight sex, at least from the male perspective, with couples, threesomes, interracial, orgies, etc. The last 2 or 3 would all be guy-on-guy stuff. Each token or quarter allowed something like maybe 30 seconds or a minute of video play. So the guys would go in, watch those videos with 5 or $10 worth of tokens, and very frequently rub out a load right there. So, what does any of this have to do with my side job? Well, these establishments were occasionally inspected by the Department of Health. The inspectors were realistic enough to forgive a fresh load or three on the walls, floor, or video screen. What they did not want to find, with their blue light, was months or years of dried jizz. For several months, I was a cum buster. About every two weeks, I would head over to this dirty bookstore on Monroe Avenue and clean all the jack shacks. I can't remember now if there were 12 or 16 of them. Initially, I was getting paid $100 cash out of the till for about two and a half hours of work. I had on big rubber gloves and a rag with a bucket of bleach water, which I would use to wipe down every square inch of each room. I was cautioned when I started to be extremely careful when wiping down the seats as they had found needles numerous times in the gap at the back of the seat. I guess these private booths, would also be a great place for people to shoot up in private. After finishing this nasty job, I would walk across the street to the bar and get a Jenny Pounder and smoke. What the hell is a Jenny Pounder, you may be wondering? Well, it was a special 16-ounce bottle of Genesee beer. Jenny wasn't even a great beer, but it was fair and local. Besides, all I could smell for several hours was dried jizz and bleach so nothing tasted right anyway. I never had more than one since I had about a 20-mile drive home, and I was 22, and still relatively new to driving and to drinking. Forget combining them. So eventually they changed things. The rate got cut to $80 per visit, and they started mailing me a check which showed up about two weeks after the job. After all these years, I can't remember which happened first. The rate cut or the the delay with the check. I stuck with it and didn't quit as it was still easy money for two and a half hours of work. I could basically pick my day and time and show up so it didn't block me from whatever else I was doing. I timed my visits to mid-morning as I wouldn't have to work around too many chronic masturbators or creepy guys in trench coats. The side gig ended several months later when they hired a guy for $6 an hour to drive around to four different smut shops in the chain cleaning the booths. Forty hours a week, that's what he did. Losing my side job to some poor bastard that thought smelling jizz and bleach full-time for only $240 a week minus taxes was good didn't make me mad. I was just thankful that I didn't peak as a full-time cum buster. $80 divided by 2.5 hours equates to $32 an hour. Way better than $6 for such a nasty gig. I never once saw Mike Rowe profile this line of work on his dirty job show. Not sure why. Until the next misadventure, remember, if you do something nasty for money, think like a corporate call girl, not a street corner hooker.